Welcome to the Diver Initiative Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about mental health relating to things in the military, various aspects of military service. If you're an active service member, a veteran, or anywhere in between, you are welcome to come on the show and share your story. We want to hear from you. We want to share your wins, celebrate them, and challenge each other to grow in all areas of life. The Diver Initiative's mission statement is to provide veterans and service members with actionable advice that leads to growth. Welcome back for another episode of the Diver Initiative. What's going on, everyone? Steve here at the front end. Um, today we got a pretty long form discussion about uh, mental health, reservist culture, um, mental health in the military, ways to cope. Um, it's a pretty good episode. It's it's got a lot of little nuggets. I really enjoyed having this conversation. Um, so he did ask to remain anonymous. So you're going to hear me introduce him as Dave, and that's all you're going to get. So. Uh, we do got an ad in the in right after this. So after the ad, we will get into the interview with my main man, Dave. All right, Dave, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Cool. So let's uh, we'll we'll dive right in with uh, like talk about your time in service. So what was your what was your background um, for like military service? Yeah, so uh, I am uh, in the Marine Corps, uh, did one tour in Afghan, um, a 311, you know, Guess the so. usual dog and pony. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, other than that, shaking hands, kissing babies, or vice versa. Cool. Beauty. Um, that, yeah. So you're still in? Uh, unfortunately. Okay. Um, what would you say your relationship to like mental health regarding and revolving around the military is like, like what's your perspective on it? Um, I think it's absolutely something that is to be desired, right? We, we want a good mental health program. We want our guys to be taken care of. And at the same time, it's something so pressing and it's in my mind, one of the most neglected, uh, areas sure. that, that, that people have to deal with and that is provided for. Okay. What, uh, like if you could imagine, cause I, I, I'm agreeing with you in a lot of ways. That's kind of the whole point of this experiment. Um, what if anything would be a better system than what we have? I mean, I, I wish I could figure out an ideal world, obviously in an ideal world, right? Everyone would would have their their needs uh, heard and, and met and dealt with, um, but even just uh, I, I, like I think it's it's almost so neglected to the point where having an ideal state and having something that that people can just easily access is almost impossible to think of. I'm, I'm sitting here struggling to to even answer the question of like what would be the best way to get people to get help in, in, in with our system being as it is right now, it's so impossible to even uh, try and think of a, a proper answer to that. 
Right. Because I, I think one of the, the limitations that I see, and maybe you'll agree, is you come home from deployment and you go through that, like, bullshit um, checks and balances with uh, medical, right? So they go through that thing and they interview, hey, are you thinking of hurting yeah, yourself? Yeah. Are you thinking of this? And meanwhile, all you're thinking about is I want to go home and get laid. And if not I even, not even that you're you're sitting in a in an, in an office building, you're right. surrounded by your buddies. You've been there since seven a.m. It's now after lunch, and you haven't eaten because you're close to the front of the line, quote unquote. Right. And then you're like, I just want to be out of this building. Right. I just I just want to take a shit. That like that's all you want to do, and to the point where like you get in, you get up to the line, right? They're like, Hey, how are you? Thinking about hurting yourself? Like, is there anything we need to be concerned about? Are you drinking? And then you're like, No, no, no. And then you leave. Because right. like you've been in a room for seven hours and you haven't done anything else. Like right. that was your day. Well, I remember. And, and, sorry, go ahead. Go for it. No, 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 go. I was going to say, I remember when when I came home, I, the, the, the rumor was if you had mentioned to anybody that, uh, yep. you know, oh, my exactly knee hurts, my back hurts. They're going to keep you. They're yep, going to keep you there for, for whatever in this medical building for, for up to three to six months. And you're like, bro, I just want to go home. I want to have a yeah. fucking beer. I want to get laid. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's so many people, myself included, on that post-deployment health assessment thing, whatever that is, PDHA, that I would select no. Like, I'm not worried about anything. I'm not concerned. I'm not you know, I'm not in fear of, uh, whatever. And then I'd come home and I would jump when my now fiance, like puts a, a pot down on the, the countertop. Fuck, like, what is that? You know? So, so it, I find it very funny. I, I completely resonate with that. The whole, like, I mean, I'm not a big fan of fireworks unless I know they're going on, right? Like I'm there to see them or like, I know they're going on in town or it's 4th of July. Great. But if, if that starts popping off like randomly for, for some one celebration, yeah. oh, not, no, that's that's no go for me, buddy. Yeah. Um, but like back to the PHA thing, I actually have a funny story of this. I was in college at the time um, and we still had to do our, our assessments after deployment, yada, yada, yada. And I, I was like, you know what? Let me answer relatively honestly, right? Because you know everyone lies. On sure. That. Same thing with within college like how much are you drinking as a freshman you have to do that like alcohol class whatever right um but I was, I was doing the military one and i i was relatively honest right it wasn't like i was putting some outla outlandish numbers down uh and i wasn't saying that i don't drink at all because i'm in college and, and that's what college is uh and about a week later i got a call from a therapist uh, a military therapist <laughs> yeah. at the va yeah and they were like we want to talk to you about uh, your answers on your PHA assessment. And I was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she was like, so if we do the math, you are so-and-so points above uh, the line. And and given your assessment, you need to to see help and, and we'll help you with that. And I was, part of me was like, oh, the system kind of works. And then it went right back around to saying, is this true? And I was like, eh, you know, like, I may have, uh, like, can I change those answers? Like, I, I'm in college. I don't want to do that. And she right. was like, oh, yeah, we can adjust it. Like, what What would you say it really is? And I just fucking said low-ass numbers. And then immediately after I thought, oh, the system works, I then switched to, 
wow, I'm boldfaced lying and she is helping me lie. Yeah. I actually, I have a very similar story. So um, the people that listen to the show know I was a reservist. Um, So my civilian job at the time was I was a juvenile detention officer. And there was an incident in the gymnasium which required a drop the weight Marine Corps takedown. And I hit my head on the the ground, right? Because I didn't do the one thing that you're supposed to do, which is tuck your chin. You you didn't shout. You didn't shout Marine Corps. Right. I didn't shout Marine Corps. Right. Correct. (laughs) I didn't go for the eye gouge. No, I Ah. I didn't tuck my chin. Slammed my head on this concrete. Blacked out for whatever ten a tenth of a second. Um, Yeah. And then whatever. And then I immediately like got up and secured the scene. Backup arrived. Kids, you know, were were taken to their rooms and mm-hmm. um, went to the hospitals, diagnosed with a mild concussion, TBI, and all that kind of stuff, traumatic brain injury, and uh, whatever. So I was not permitted to do any type of, like, physical exercise. They were like, you know, whatever. I was put on light duty um, in the Marine Corps. I was out of work mm-hmm. for, like, two months, and my first drill back with my unit was a PHA. So I go, you know, I'm just, I've just been cleared to go back. I go back <laughs> I go to the PHA. The lady's like doing all this information. She's like asking me about my, about my physical activity. And she's going over this PHA that I had filled out while I was still on light duty. You were concussed. Yeah. Right. Concussed. And she says, Oh, you meet all of the benchmarks for someone who's severely depressed. <laughs> She was like, I'm going to give you the list of somebody you can talk to. And I was like, I'm, I mean, like I'm, I am prone to depression, but I'm not, I'm not depressed right now. I just had like, jokes on you. I do run all the time. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, I'm very physically active, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that I those, mean, those systems are just designed. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think they're designed to cover the DOD's ass. It's just it's it just to protect them so that when when inevitably service members kill themselves, they can say, well, I mean, we fucking told them not to do it. So I don't know. Yeah. And then when they look at the paper, they're not going to call the counselor that, that we spoke to and said, oh, like what happened? And then they're not going to they're not going to be the ones to say, oh, well, I helped them change their answers. Correct. They're only going to look at the. The, the the report and say oh well they were drinking this much or oh he uh you know he was working out enough so he wasn't prone to to, bre- to, to depression like yep. that's that's all they're gonna look at and and it, it's so broken to where a system and a person whose job it is to reach out and and check in on your health is so willing to fudge your answers for you and and help you quote unquote pass uh, just to get by, so it's not an issue anymore. Um, it, it, it you you watch it, the system fail, and it's crumbling in front of your eyes. Yeah, uh, it, it's almost heartbreaking. Yeah. So, like, in in light of a broken system, uh, what do you do personally? And you can share as much or as little as you'd like, whatever you're comfortable with. What do you do personally to like take care of the noggin? I, I mean, I I call my buddies. I I reach out to the people who would understand. 
what we're going through and what other people go through. And uh, I, I call my guys from my old squad. Um, usually I, I have a 15-minute walk in my mornings before I get to the office. Uh, and in that, I usually give them a call if I can, if I have the time, uh, or if it's not ridiculously awful weather uh, and I don't want to do anything. But I'll, I'll usually reach out and, and talk to someone just to shoot the shit for 10 minutes. But it feels a hell of a lot better knowing that I reached out to someone and, sure. and had that conversation. And then there are days that, you know, it's a little worse. And then everyone, doesn't matter who you are, what you went through, what you saw, what you did, uh, everyone has a shitty day. Uh, and on those days, uh, I mean, I'll reach out to even more people. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to people and just even just getting what was bothering me off my mind and just spoken out loud helps, right? You're not, you're not like going to solve the problem right then and there, but the ability to just voice what's bothering you and, and put it out into existence by speaking it, right. uh, I have found helps a lot. <laughs> Well, yeah, they always say like, you know, if you, it's like that old analogy um, I've used a lot, which is like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Conjuring movie. Ah, uh, no, not a scary movie guy. No? We sit here and talk about, we don't like fireworks. You think I'm going to like jump scares? Oh, uh, dude, I love, I love horror movies. Uh, it's like, my, <laughs> that is my thing. Horror movies, serial killer documentaries, I eat that shit up. But there's, so there's this movie <laughs> called The Conjuring. Um I think is actually the sequel. There's this like unfamiliar. I just haven't seen it. Have you seen like the images of like that, that scary looking nun thing? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So it's like that thing. And at the end of the film, spoilers for literally Dave who hasn't seen that movie. Yeah. Don't tell me I'm going to see one one person spoilers. um, I promise you I'm not going to watch it. So you're good. The, the way that that thing, the demon is defeated is, they have to figure out its name because when you when you name the demon, it gives you some type of dominion. I forget. I think it's like a Catholic belief. Like if you can name you the demon, you you have dominion over it and power over it. So was the entire movie just them going Asmodeus? Oh fuck no! Uh, Beelzebub? Oh no! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, kind of in a, in a type of way. I Tell think they us. were they oh, were like looking it. for the name. Um, <laughs> But I, I think that that philosophy is definitely very true. Like when you name the demon, yeah, it gives and you power it, it, over it. It's funny. You can even put it in, in an elementary sense, right? Think about back in high school, you had to write a paper, right, for, for English class. And you write this thing, you think it's gold, and then you sit there, and, and I don't know about anyone else, and, and Marines were not the most studious bunch. Correct. Um, but if you ever read your paper out loud, before submitting it oh yeah either you were like this is gold or you're like what the fuck went through my head that made me put these words down yes like this doesn't make sense but like even just reading your paper out loud will will expose the points that were not working that that don't sound good they don't flow whatever the whatever it was but it helped you write better right and so when you're having a bad day and and for me when i'm when i'm just something's bothering me being able to just speak it out loud yeah. uh, helps solve. I mean, tenfold. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not. It's not the solution, um, but at least it 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 clears your head and it, it helps me uh, uh, move past it almost for the short term. Yeah, I think I think that that's a really. I mean, they always say like call your buddies because it doesn't have to be for a crisis, right? Like that's. Yeah, I think no. the biggest misconception is people are like, oh, I don't want to reach out to my buddies for because 
someone's in crisis or whatever, or I'm in crisis. Sometimes you're dealing with shit and you're like, yo, I need to decompress. Like I went to a concert, um, the past, uh, week, I guess, or so last week or whatever with, uh, the guys I served with, some of the guys I served with were there and Mm -hmm. I got some stuff on my mind. I mean, you, you, you had heard, I was going to record a separate podcast on it, but I think I'm going to scrap it. Um, so I, I, the reason the podcast took a hiatus was I was, um, in the hospital with some stuff. I was dealing with some work stuff. Mm -hmm. I had suffered a couple seizures and so, you know, I have a lot on my mind with a lot of different stuff, like health concerns and, and different things. And I'm yeah. not in crisis. I'm doing great. I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. Um, but there's just some stuff bugging me. And, you know, I got yeah. the boys here like, hey, let me let me pick your brain about some stuff. Like maybe I'm off base with this, this and this. I think that that's, that's where that mentality of like whether it's in a firefight, you know your boys are going to have your back in a firefight. But you also know that they're going to have your back in the downtime, sitting around the smoke pit, shooting the shit. And like those, I think, are the two. I think people look at mental health and calling the boys like, oh, man, I'm in a firefight right now. I need backup. It's like, you okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Call the boys. But you could also call them when you're just sitting around the smoke pit chilling, wanting to decompress and talk about some shit. So let me ask you a question. Um, And and there's an obvious answer to this. but did did the boys ever be like, wow, this guy's a fucking pussy or like, wow, I can't believe he's actually like thinking about that or like that's bothering him. Like what, what an idiot. Fuck him. Uh, At no. any point. No, no. And, and that's, that's the thing that uh, I think the Marine Corps is almost worse about than the actual treatment and, and uh, methods for guys to get help. But the mentality of like, if I get help, if I speak up, if I have problems, I'm the weak one and it's my fault and I, I'm i worse off for saying something. Um, I, like that's another whole other rabbit hole we could go down. Yeah, it's well, I mean just... like I've, I've been I've been buddy checked in, in, a, in a number of ways in the sense of like I don't mean like buddy, buddy, are you okay? Like giving me the phone call type of deal. But like mm-hmm. – I mean, like, I'll go to my boys with the problem, like, yo, dude, this and this is going on. And I've had people that are like, hey, man, you're fucked up. Like, you're fucked up. You're wrong in this situation. And I think that's the duality of the boys and why it's such a sacred bond is that you can trust them. You can trust them enough when they say you're fucked up that you're like, all right, maybe I'm fucked up. And you can trust them enough when you go to them that they're going to give you, they're not just going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you, yeah. Hey, you're, you're on track with this or, Hey man, you're a little off base. Yeah. But, but what I, I think of what I was getting at is like the fear that guys have and the reason they don't reach out to, to their friends and the people that could help them is because they're like, Oh, I'm a pussy. Oh, like I'm, I'm a, a, a nuisance for, for needing help or like uh, I shouldn't, I should just deal with it myself or I should just bottle it up and not tell anyone. Sure. And I think the Marine Corps, if we excel at two things, it's war fighting, I guess, uh, <laughs> in spite of recent events. Um, sure. And obviously having us suppress 
uh, thoughts and emotions, especially in, in dire times and, and in sure. times of need. Um, it's, it's quite possibly some of the worst uh, uh, traits that people walk away with. Yeah, well, I think it's, uh, you know, it's everyone wants to be the tough guy. Yeah. Until it's, 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 it's until it's time to get your VA disability and then everyone's like, oh, every you know, when it comes to the bag, <laughs> it comes to the check, everyone's yeah. like a pussy, but you know. Um yeah, I think that's no, an like, interesting dynamic. Yeah, it's it we it's a dick measuring contest every single day that you're in. Sure. Uh and then immediately you jump to um, well, I have to be this strong person all the time. And like, yeah being strong in, in multiple aspects is never a bad thing. But at the same time, I think it takes a stronger person to recognize when uh, it's time to reach out or that you need help. Um, and, and then also like the total side note, like being able to help your friends, right? Um, I've been given this analogy uh, a few times, uh, unrelated, but it still applies of um, being on an airplane right? Okay. Uh, when we've all been on an airplane, we've all gotten the, the speech that the flight attendants have to give. Uh, and when they're talking about your, your air mask that pops down from the ceiling, what's the first thing they tell you to do? Put yours on first. Put yours on first. And, and the sole reason is because you're then able to help others now that you are free, uh, or that you are, you are taken care of, you're secure. Um, even children and, and disabled or, or whatever, you have to take care of yourself before you can help others. Sure. Um, and uh, a lot of guys will neglect taking care of themselves and, and either go help others, but they'll also um, like the whole reaching out thing is like, Oh, I don't need that. I can, I can do what I have to do. I put on someone else's mask before putting on your own. Uh, and you're not putting there. People aren't putting themselves first and that it causes a, a, a kink in the chain and, and the chain breaks. Yeah, that's a phenomenal analogy. I think that's I think that's spot on because you need to take care of yourself. Um, how are you going to help the boys if you're struggling? Right. How, how can you how can you be there for your guys if you yourself haven't taken steps to to, to help yourself? I mean, no one's no one's a license. None of the guys that I know, and I'm sure none of the guys you know are, are licensed therapists. Sure. Uh, and like, yeah, you can always just talk to your boys and, and shoot the shit and that'll help them out. But if you want to be able to, to really impact them, uh, also giving yourself a gut check of, am I good is the only way that, that you'll be able to truly help them. Cause if you're coming from a place of, of negativity, uh, or, or a dark place and you're trying to help someone else, I can't imagine that you'll be that much of a help. Yeah. So what, what do you think in, in light of that, right? Like putting your mask on first, what do you think are some limitations separate from the tough guy mentality that you see towards like growth, um, either post-service or during service, post-deployment, whatever it is. Um, what do you mean by that? Like limitations, like what's stopping people from getting help, help other than, just the tough guy excuse yeah so like i'm just your average let's say i'm your average service member right like uh, it's mm -hmm. i'm not even talking about like pdha or like lhi whatever that company is um i'm talking about like i'm just your average guy i'm looking for some 
some practical ways to take care of my mental health? What do you think are some limitations that I'm going to experience that maybe other people listening to this are experiencing that, that they could overcome to, to really flourish? Um, I mean, limitation speaking, it's the, the, the biggest one. It's the one that rules the world and it's money, right? Shit's expensive. Sure. Uh, I mean, the VA has free options, but then we've already talked about how it's a broken system and, and the timeline of you getting help is such an incredibly long process and drawn out and we'll get back to you in, in two hours to six months, somewhere in that timeline, just like Comcast coming to fix your Wi-Fi. Um, you, you never know. Um, I think money is a huge factor. Some people say like, oh, I can't get help. It costs too much. Um, yeah, it that's a, a, a shitty, shitty reality. Um, at the same time, a lot of organizations, especially if you work um, separately um, from the military, they will absolutely have avenues uh, that you can reach out to. And again, with your employer, uh, some people don't want to reach out to them um, and, and say like, hey, I need help. Um, but I mean, that's definitely an avenue. Uh, I know there are companies that do offer counseling, but again, tough guy, don't, don't want to reach out and tell my, my boss, my manager, my company, hey, I'm not doing well. Like that's a tough thing to do. And then obviously uh, people in certain jobs, right? They, they fear for their job and they're going to say like, oh, I can't say this. Like <clears throat> I won't be able to go to work. I mean, imagine being a, a, a cop and saying like, hey, this is, this is fucking me up. I can't think straight and then they're like well how are you going to be a cop right and then so so like loss of job fear of job security uh definitely ties into why people aren't getting help and i i mean i, I don't know everything i really wish uh i had an answer to to be like well fucking do it right that's that's the easy marine corps answer just sure. just do it sure well because like i i guess i guess what i'm i'm thinking and i'll i'll use an example from my own life um, I had found that I hit kind of a rut. All right. So mm -hmm. like, you know, in service, I'm a pretty disciplined guy. I can, you know, you know, when I was deployed, I would stand four hours a post, come off post, go out on patrol, come back, go to the gym for an hour, sleep for 20 minutes and then get up and do it all over again. You know, that was, yeah. um, that was my day and regimented, I get discipline. I understand that mentality. And I noticed that um, I was kind of like falling off the wagon, so to speak. And so for me, at that time, there were, there were things that I could have done outside of getting professional help, going to the VA, that could have helped me kind of grow. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like what I had to do was kind of just like evaluate my situation. Like what is causing me to feel this way? And there's these things that were what are called stuck points in my life. There were certain things that I was, you know, not happy with my job. Um, a couple other factors that I was dealing with, um, that can kind of create a sense of unease or like feeling stuck. And I mm -hmm. think that those can, can really limit, where you're able to see progression and growth. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we, we came from the most regimented lifestyle, even in like on deployment where it's super lax and it's more just like, get your job done, do what you need to do. 
Right. Uh, you, you come from the most regimented lifestyle of you know exactly what you're going to do next. There's no variation uh, and, and it gets done to where you can be a robot, right? You can be a mindless drone and then do your, your task. But sure. the second that you get out of that system of, of day in, day out doing what you need to do, you're, it's already pre-planned, you, you're on your own, you're free thinking, and that's when people find themselves coming into situations where they get lost. Right. They, they fall into the, the trap of, well, what's next? And then it's either information overload that we're not used to, right? Like we have so many options available. You're like, oh, I'm civilian now. I can, I can do what I want. Do I, do I beat off? Do I watch a movie? Do I go to the gym? Do I like, there's so many options. The answer is probably all three just in whatever order, but like figuring out what order and what to do, it, 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 it's not easy. Uh, I mean, you can even see it in the professional world where like, you have a job to do and the end goal is get your job done. Right. And then you're like, okay, well, how do I do it? You're like, oh, well, maybe I should reach out to these people. Maybe I should uh, look in and do some research on this. Maybe I should, uh, uh, I don't even, I'm trying to think of, of better examples than those two super vague ones. But like you get lost in the what's, what should I do next? And you don't have a regimented uh, uh, schedule. And then even your, your professional, your work can suffer because you don't know exactly what you're going to do next. I mean, like, uh, certain people have it easy or not easy, but relatively easy in thinking of daily structure where like a firefighter is like, okay, I'm going to clean the truck and make sure all my shit's good. And then we're going to take care of the house and wait for a call to come in. Right. Great. That's, that's regimented. You have things you need to get done. Um, but you go into a, a less regimented, uh, area where you're just trying to reach out and bring in prospective clients, right? Say you are in a financial institution uh, and you're, you're trying to bring in revenue uh, for yourself and for your company. And you're like, okay, well, what do I do? Do I reach out to, to random people and ask them to let me take care of their money? Bold, bold move cotton. Let's see how that one plays out. Or do you like, do you do your research and, and, and get to know the person before you reach out to them so you can bring them relevant information? Or do you go to an event uh, or, or join a club where you're put in front of these people, right? Like you don't have a structure uh, and until you can find that rhythm for yourself, uh, you're, you're going to feel like you're almost lost. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty spot on. And that actually ties into what we were talking about before the record, which was... yeah. Um, you were you were saying that there's this idea that once you put on the uniform for the first time, there's this you'll never take it off. You'll never take it off. There's this there's this almost like stigma if you join the Marine Corps, you join the infantry, right? Like we we're both grunts, and yeah. then you come out of the Marine Corps and you're like. Yeah, man, I'm going to be like a yogi and just like go to Tibet and be a monk. And people are like, what the fuck? You're supposed kill, to be a cop. Do that. Are you kidding me? Why don't yeah, you do it? Right? Why don't you do it? I, uh, Dude, I mean, because money rules the world. We talked about it. Yeah, but I mean, like, so what? Well, you can't be, I mean, you're going to put a price on. Money can't buy happiness, but money can buy jet skis. And you don't see people frown on jet skis. Correct. It's a classic Tosh you know, joke. You know, exactly. I mean, like, 
you know what's better than like having a wonderful family? Paying for a nanny to take care of your shitty kids. <laughs> That's right. Fuck I get, those kids. I, I get them. I get them when I get them when they're cute and when they piss me off. The person I pay to take care of that That's bullshit does it for me. Yeah, I mean, like, I, so I think like, but even still, back to the question, it's like they're what. Because like you are supposed to, in some sense, I, I felt this very strongly that I was supposed to be a cop. That's why I joined. That's why I became a juvenile detention officer. Because I was like, well, that's I'm not 12. I'm 11. Like I'm, I'm police adjacent. Um, yeah. And I felt <laughs> like, you know, I had to do that tough guy job because I was a tough guy and all my tough guy friends are all cops. And it's like, that's what I'm supposed to do. And I was yeah. fucking miserable it was soul sucking it was i mean it's for some people it's not for everyone but the fact that like people feel the need to fall in and and it's it's funny you see it in the the marine corps um but I, i actually see it even more commonly in other organizations and and in that it's it's gonna be such a weird pull but but volunteering uh, for firefighter, for EMS, yada, 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 okay. right? The Marine Corps, like, when you get into it, you're like, okay, like, I've been given tangible skills. I've been given, it, it's actually a job. You can put it on a resume. Not that you can't put a volunteer firefighter on a resume, but you see these kids who are are 16, joining as juniors, joining in as 18 probies, and then getting their firefighter one at, at a volunteer level. Right. And then they're like, this is what I, do, what I wanna do with my career. So they, they pay no attention to either education or, or anything else, and they, they push for that, all good and well. But then you see them fall into the rut of, this is my life and I'm not doing anything else. This is my one personality trait, and this is all I have going for me. And the Marine Corps, like, and I don't want to shit on, on first responders and, and, and cops and everyone. I do, you fuck see the 12. same thing. A <laughs> cab. <laughs> Um, you, you, you see Marines fall into the same thing, especially reservists, which I find the most interesting, uh, uh, group of people to, to fall into a rut of this is my one thing, yeah. right? Like you joined the reserves, you didn't, you didn't want to do it full time, or you thought it, you would get in faster, or you knew you were going to get the job you wanted. Great. Dandy. What else are you going to do? You do it once a month. You finish your training, and then after that, you do six years of bullshit where you're you're existing a, as a reservist. You don't oh, – God, I see people falling into ruts of just like, I'm going to do this. You see it in, in the junior guys yeah. in the reserves yeah. who are, are falling into, let me just do this. And then, and then you feel tethered, which is an incredibly common thing. I don't understand the, the old heads who have full on professional careers uh, and continue to be in the reserves because you you're tethered to your service as much as you are free and you can do whatever you're, you whatever you want for the, the 27 other days of the month. Right. You still have that anchor. And, and even if you do capitalize on your freedom, you still feel it there and you're still planning your entire life around the Marine Corps Oh yeah. to where you see guys fall under the, the, the pretense. I, I, I fucking did it. Like, Oh, I can't do anything else. I have drill in two weeks. Yeah. I'm not gonna like, I mean, international travel, right? You're supposed to tell your unit that you're going internationally. No one does it. No Who one cares. Does. 
but like you even feel like oh that's such a pain in the ass or like oh i'm coming up on drill like i'm not going to do anything and then like for them uh drill is such like a negative it's just the biggest bummer dude like <laughs> what a downer on your life the week before you're stressed you're getting ready for drill yeah the week after you're decompressing and then all right that's half the month taken up then you have two weeks of regular life that drills not on your mind and then you have another week of i have to be prepared for drill i have to go get my hair cut i have to to answer 101 text messages yes. and then and then you go to drill it's bullshit. and then right after you you're like wow that sucked yeah. and i'm exhausted you get home you sleep for 24 hours or, or you you have to be a zombie at work the next day because you you got released at at 7 p.m on a sunday and then you have to do your hour, two hour, three hour for some guys drive home. And then you have to wake up at seven to go to work the next day. You're a zombie. Uh, and then you never fully recover for sleep wise um, from, from your drill weekend until about a week and a half later. And you're still mentally decompressing from the bullshit. Uh, and then you see guys fall into a rut. Uh, and it, it's it like as, as much of an opportunity as, as joining the military and joining the Marine Corps and, and being reservist where you can, do something else with your life it's it's such a dangerous avenue that people don't talk about. absolutely absolutely i mean like i'm of the mindset i'm proud marine loved being a marine like i don't i don't subscribe to the bullshit of like once a marine always a marine because it's like uh, no i'm not i don't do that shit anymore <laughs> like don't don't you put that evil on me i'm don't do yeah. that but there is this, I think there is this idea that the, the military, the Marine Corps especially, is like the Pacific. You know, you watch the Pacific and you're like, oh <laughs> man, like, oh my God. Or you watch, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Generation full metal kill. jacket. Yeah, generation kill. You watch these things of like, what I would call like those golden era moments, the, those those shining golden moments of when Marines were Marines, you know, like that's the yeah, right. And you watch those commercials, the old commercials, that dude who's like running you with the sword. You see the dude climbing, yeah, climbing man, the, the like, metal tower, fighting the dragon. Yeah, and you're like, that's and crazy. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, and the dragon you're gonna go fight is a gigantic piece of human shit that's clogging in the toilet. Oh, by the way, the plunger's broken, <laughs> so you're gonna have to put the this glove on your hand and fist it until it goes down. And you're like, that's yeah, crazy. And I'm gonna smack you upside the head every time you blink. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call you a faggot forever. Like that's <laughs> that, and like I, I think the problem with the military now is we've we've lost our minds i think we've we've catered to um too many different fringe people and i don't mean like i don't mean like sexuality i mean like people with too many fringe opinions on how to lead i think that there is no cohesiveness when it comes to leadership and you can watch what, you, what an interesting poll but keep going i like well, it well i'm what i'm saying is that you you could watch because if there was if there was decisive leadership within the ranks, right? Because we can name good leaders. I, I've been really blessed in my time in service with pretty good leaders, from yeah. I mean, low you... level team leaders to my squad leader 
to my platoon sergeants, to my platoon commander, to all of my platoon commanders. Um, I don't think I could really name a single first sergeant that I had that was like, definitively fuck this dude do you know what i mean like definitively yeah. fuck him yeah, same absolutely. thing with company commanders um i mean I, a lot of them are just genuinely good people but like but the higher up you go the problem is is like you were saying you become tethered in a sense in the reserves but the higher up you go in the ranks you become more indoctrinated with this this system that's less about the the troop welfare i believe now i'm not i'm not a, i was not a major nor a lieutenant colonel nor anything i literally got out as a sergeant so i what i saw i might be wrong i'm willing to concede that i might be wrong but from my experience what i've seen is that sag madge comes around to do the the shaking hands and kissing babies and it's like does he forget yeah. when he was a a PFC scrubbing the toilets for whoever his sergeant major was. Like, does he does he not look at that and be like, "That's ridiculous." Let's what? let's let's talk about the real issues, not the fact that the head's dirty. Um, what an incredible what an incredible topic that people neglect and forget about, and it's 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 amazing. I mean, you you talk about like the dark side, right? Yeah. Uh, black, you you got black on your collar. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, what was that? Black collar mafia. Flat back, um, flat back, flat black mafia. I think it's flat black mafia. Uh, yeah, I almost like, name dropped somebody, and I didn't. I, I had to stop myself. But when we <laughs> stop recording, I will tell you who introduced me. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you probably know um, who I'm talking about. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, what an incredible thing! Where you're like, we're in this together, right? You came from where I was, yeah. major. You've done the the shit that I've done. You've had. We've had the same experience, yeah. yet you and I are so incredibly disconnected from the same reality. It's it's actually amazing. Where you see people in in high in high bits of power, and and I don't want to disrespect anyone. They've they've worked their ass off. They've earned their their place, their keep, uh, and their position. Um, but like the 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 disconnect of. Oh, you know, like I'm more important than that I don't, I don't have to. Not even having to deal with it. It's, it feels like you, the, people have lost touch with their ability to to remember almost their roots. And it's so funny in an organization that's so dependent on history yes. and background. Yes. And then you see people who were like a, a, a high ranking enlisted man is almost, I wouldn't say forgetful, but uh, neglective or negligent. Um, in the understanding of what goes on in other guys in, in the junior guys' lives uh, in their day to day, because they're playing the game, they're, they're they're in the dog and pony show. Yeah, and I think, like I said, there's there's probably you know uh, they have a boss, just like we do, and so I'm sure that there's things that happen that I'm not privy to. Exactly, what, and and I get that. What I'm what I'm I guess more of my point is that there is, I think, a disconnected level from from. There is a disconnect in a standard of leadership. Like, how is it possible that the Marine Corps 
and maybe it's just the human element. Maybe, maybe as I'm thinking about it now, I'll finish my point, but it's like, I was going to say like, yeah. how is it possible that the Marine Corps can, can hammer out some dudes that are just rock solid leaders. And then the same type of system produces dudes who are very subpar in leadership. And no, I absolutely, I think you, maybe you it's just see. the human element though. I mean, it's the human element, but the the persistence of toxic leadership, I think, is one of the more incredible things that we also uh, see. Where uh, the the leadership style is uh, of one individual is limited to, and their excuse for it is, well, that's what my leader did to me, um, and and it may be it may get the job done in the short term. But you may be fucking up your guy in the long term. Sure. I mean, you you like guys are like, oh, well, this is how it was. Oh, it's the old core. Great. You know, like in the old core, people didn't really care about suicide. That's a pretty shitty thing. Maybe we should do something to stop that. Oh, well, the old core like that wasn't we didn't worry about that. Like that's that's not a a, a way or a means or an excuse to to continue. Um, carrying on and, and sure. existing in that uh, capacity it's it's it it bottle it bottles it boggles my mind whatever whichever one is the correct form of the verb uh it, it really throws me for a loop sure there you go. um <laughs> where where leadership persists in in almost negative ways to their guys yeah. just because that's all people know and, and the ignorance or inability to, to try a new tactic of like, oh, let me care for my guys. Let me let me get to know, uh, if you're a leader, get to know your guys on a personal level outside of the Marine Corps, drop rank, which is, I think, such a loaded sentence as well. Sure. Uh, we can get back to that. Um, and, and, and understand them that way when a problem arises or there's something that you need to fix as a leader, you can understand the best way to go about it that's not gonna either ruin them for in the long term, uh, but also just be more efficient. It's, it's an efficient an efficiency complex that is almost lost. Yeah, I I think that so like I I what I'm thinking now is is a question for you. Like, what would you what would your advice be if you could like sum it up in a sentence or two, like two let's say a the junior right who's dealing with toxic leadership and b the leader who is exhibiting toxic traits like what would you what would your advice be to them so for the 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 boot for the new guy um be a shitbag fucking be an absolute piece of shit ruin your your team ruin your squad absolutely decimate them with how shitty you are no um, reach out I, like, for half a like, second. I thought you were serious, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna do a lot of editing." That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Smoke pot. I don't care. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it. If you if you ask for a, a candid moment with your leader, even if they're a piece of shit, and just come to them in, in a place of vulnerability, I mean. I would say 20% of the time it may bite you in the ass, but goddamn, you would be surprised with uh, the the human capability that that some people do secretly possess. 
even as a shitty leader or a toxic leader. If you, if you came to them completely hat in hand and said, hey, I don't know what to do here. Or, hey, I'm struggling here or, or I need your help uh, as my leader. Like I, if, if we could talk this out in one way right here, right now, I'm sure I would be able to be a better member of the team, of the right. group, of the squad. Right. And then ultimately making you better for having helped me, but also the the, the team and the squad will succeed. Uh, and then hopefully they'll also learn a new leadership style. What a crazy concept. Um, but a lot of guys are even afraid to do that. But then going back to the the, the older guys, the, the leaders, um, just understanding what makes your guys tick. I, I have a, an example of this um, in a, a, a private organization not related to the military or the government whatsoever. Send it. Uh, you see, you see managers, right? They have they have a team of people that they want to succeed because the metrics that the team is measured on for the team's success uh, is how the manager is measured, right? As each individual on the team gets measured uh, on on their own but it all comes into play and and the overall is what the manager is measured on so i you can see in the professional world incredible managers and and one thing that i've I've seen out of that is one who knows his team so well that he knows each different style of manager that he needs to be to see them succeed where one person's uh, uh falling behind and he'll go and he'll help them and and he'll sit and work with them and then he sees another one succeeding and once they've succeeded early they kind of drop pack and they they they're like oh well i already did it i don't have to keep going i'm good for this week right i, I did what i need to do and he'll go over to them and say hey like you're fucking off and i know it right you i know you did well but like that doesn't mean you get you you, you have to stop now mm. like why not keep going and like he but he knows each each one of his people so well on a personal level that he knows what all of them need to be able to to succeed and to uh, uh, perform on a team but that creates one cohesive team because he is aware of each of them sure um, and it, it's it's actually one of the more impressive uh, uh, interactions that I've, I've been able to witness um, but yeah I mean knowing like everyone says like oh know your guys I mean there are leaders that don't know their guys first names straight up in the Marine Corps. It, it happens regularly. Um, you, people don't know their, their, their fire team's first names. It, it, that is almost heartbreaking. You see people, how are you going to be able to, to help your, your boots succeed if you can't walk over to them and say, hey, Michael, right? You're, you're not helping them. You're never going to be able to help them if you can't even have a moment with them. Um, but that actually almost leads me to the, the thing I mentioned earlier, it's like dropping rank. What a loaded, loaded piece of bullshit line. Yeah. <laughs> like you hear, you'll hear leaders say it time and time again, like, oh, if you ever need me, like man to man, drop rank, like, like we'll talk or like we can go at it man to man. You know, the second that you say something that gets their ears to perk up, uh, in this quote unquote dropped rank scenario, it goes right back on in a blink of an eye yeah I think well because it's I think it's easy to revert back to those same patterns um, you know that same I guess dichotomy 
of yeah you know i mean your... think about it i i think about it in the scenario where like say uh, let's let's put a full hypothetical hey marine corps lance corporal smokatelli here saying i'm not doing well i uh need help big daddy marine corps uncle sam please please help me um i i fell into a rut i did something wrong uh and and uncle sam would probably be like oh yeah great yeah let me help you what do you need and then you're well you know i smoked pot last week and i'm not feeling great and and then uncle sam would immediately turn back the fuck did you just say oh you smoke pot great rank back off yeah piss in this cup please yeah that's that's exactly what it would be it wouldn't be here let's get you some help let's 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 learn what's bothering you that way we can resolve it it's you're fucked thanks for telling me that and then guys are afraid to open up because they're afraid that what they're going to say is going to is going to negatively impact them sure and then guys don't get help so let's let's uh let's kind of land the bird um a little bit and i want to circle back to use the uh former white house press secretary's favorite phrase um if if we could to you had said about that analogy put your mask on first what mm-hmm. what do you think are some ways um just give like some like final closing thoughts like of what are some ways if let's say we'll do two things if money was no object so you know you could go and go to tibet if you wanted or um like really practical ways right you could do like practical ways um like you know something i could do literally right now that that might help me decompress put things into perspective um like what what are you thinking Mm -hmm. in terms of like what what are ways to put your own mask on first? I mean, buy that plane ticket and go to Tibet. Be that guru. No, um, I think. I mean, I would say that that is, is like that would be mine. But go ahead. It's the goal. It's the Absolutely. dream. Um, you know, it's funny. I part of me would say like try meditation. I mean, guys have no idea what it is, and like some are like, oh, do I just sit there in silence? Yeah, kind of, fucking yeah. That's what you do. That is meditation. But like, it, it's almost <laughs> it's almost a scary one for for me to recommend, just because like. Do you meditate regularly? Damn, I I don't. Uh, I have done it in the past and got and I do enjoy it a lot. Um, but fuck, the thought of leaving my friends alone in silence with just their thoughts is almost sometimes fucking terrifying for me. So I don't I don't want some of my friends just like I'd love to just have them talk because like I don't know like some of them is like. It could be just like a monkey with symbols, and the other one is like like small kids falling down wells on repeat. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, it's that one's an interesting one, but I think that talking to a therapist is quite possibly the most beneficial thing that any single human could do, uh, especially for themselves. I I, sure. I don't I'm not afraid to admit it. I've spoken to a therapist. Um, I spoke to one this morning. A handful of times. Look at that. There you go. It's. And tell me if I'm wrong. You jump in at any point in this next sentence. It is single-handedly one of the greatest things I've ever fucking done for myself. Yeah, I would agree. It's it it is incredible to have someone with a completely unbiased, no skin in the game, no no judgment uh, uh, mentality, where where they what they say has zero impact on themselves. So why not give you the best answer? 
right? Yes. And they're you're, also you're a professional at like understanding the brain. So it's like they, it's, yeah. it's not like you're going to your boys and you're like, Hey man, I'm a little fucked up about this thing. And they're like, yeah, man, well, you know, like, you know, there's other fish in the sea or you get a different job, whatever you go to this other person who's like a professional and you're like, Hey man, I'm kind of fucked up. And they're like, uh, well, have you considered this, this, and this? And you're like, no, nah, I didn't even, I didn't yeah. even know that, that, and that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can go to, you can go to, I went to a therapist and I was telling them about like a girl I was dating and, and I was like, you know what? I don't know what to do. And when we talked about it for five minutes, he looked at me and goes, why are we having this conversation? And I was like, uh, and he goes, and before he could even answer, he goes, it sounds like your mind's already made up. I don't think that you need to sit here and, and have, and, and keep going on and on about this, the, the pros and the cons where I haven't, heard many of one i've only heard what the other mm. and it sounds like you've already made up your mind you just haven't come to terms with the answer and it clicked and i was like oh shit he's right like i i get it now um but like having someone to to be able to speak to you fully candidly and, and give you either what you do or don't want to hear but in, in such a third person, unbiased, completely disconnected from the reality and the outcome. Sure. Uh, uh, it, it's so incredibly helpful. I mean, I, I've told junior guys to go go to see a therapist when they were said, telling us that there was something fucked up. The guy looked at me and goes, nah, nah, fuck that, I don't need to go. Like, ah, uh, hmm. The fact that you said no and, and didn't even entertain it tells me that you did. Yeah, probably. That's funny as hell. Um, yeah, I think therapy is probably, um, the single handed, like if, if it, it, it's the one thing I think I can point to over the past few years of my life that has been like an anchor, uh, is talking yeah. to somebody, um, that is a professional I, I, because I have one more and it's a hell of a lot cheaper if you want to, uh, think about it. Um, it's going to sound weird back to the guru monk thing in Tibet. I love it. I don't know if you've ever done it. And, and Steve, I, I highly suggest that you give this a shot. Okay. Hot yoga. What? Hot yoga. It, you sit in a room. It's 98 fucking degrees. Okay. It sounds like my worst a bunch nightmare. Of people. Oh yeah. Oh, it gets worse. You're then doing yoga, which none of us know how to do. Correct. Um, but just the the fact that you're doing these movements, you will start pouring sweat, and then it's the compound of all the people in the room. I mean, it gets up to like a hundred plus to like one oh two. The walls will be literally dripping. Are they touching right? me? And ninety nine percent of the time, no, unless they're like, here, get a deeper stretch, and they'll just like push your back. But I mean, like, I, so I was like picturing like a a a pile of writhing bodies. Like an origin? No, no, Is you're, like you're that? spread out. You're you're spread out. Oh, okay. Floor. Yeah. Because if you're, it was people touching me, it would be my my, my absolute it's, worst it's, nightmare. Like being hot and being that, touched is. It's I'll that fight one uh, category on Pornhub, like the new room <laughs> massage, where they yeah. just rub yeah. their titties on your back. Yeah. I mean that's no. It, you, <laughs> it's incredible. My fiance listens to this podcast, thing, so I'm not going to give my opinion on what that would be. But, so so don't. It would be awesome. That sounds um, awful. <laughs> yeah, I would hate that. I'm gay. God no, I hate that. Don't tell me what's that. Uh, the it's always sunny. Yeah, my ex boyfriend posted uh, nudes of me on that revenge site. God damn, that's terrible. What website? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just so I know that, to not go on that website. What website was that? Um, 
uh, yeah, hot, hot yoga. But then back to the meditation thing, usually at the end of a yoga session, especially the hot yoga classes that I've, I've attended in the past, okay. it's usually 10 minutes of guided um, meditation where you just spend an hour sweating out literally everything in your body. You are, you are almost to the point of dehydration. You're at exhaustion. You've used muscles that you didn't know. There's probably a muscle in your taint you never actually fucking figured out because you're too afraid to have your girl lick your butt. It's my favorite but, one. Yeah, right? But there's like, you'll, you'll have this experience and then you have this meditation. And like, I had to straight up break myself from that meditation because I was so relaxed for the first time that I thought I was completely naked. Like I, I, I wow. could not even, I was so relaxed that I didn't feel the clothing on my body. Uh, and I had to like wake up and physically move and open my eyes Curious. and I wasn't asleep. I was just relaxed and, and I did have shorts on. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> no one wanted that. No one needed that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny that you bring up hot yoga cause I've, I've recently, you know, decided, I think I'm going to try to get into yoga. I've heard it's like pretty good for the brain, dude. I've heard it's incredible. Good. I've heard it's incredible. Cause like I meditate, yoga, I meditate yeah, semi-regularly. Um, you're supposed to do it every day. It's supposed to be beneficial for you if you do it every day. However, I wish I could do 10 minutes of meditation a day. So what I've learned is if you do like a minute every day, that's more beneficial for you than 10 minutes every once a week. Um, so I, I do meditate every day, but, Mm -hmm. um, it'll be just like 60 seconds of sitting alone. Um, focusing on the breath. I do that every day, but like there are other days where I'll do like a little bit of a longer sesh and, uh, mm-hmm. it's been, it, it, it's phenomenal. There's so much scientific research into the benefits of it, um, to include yoga yeah. as well. That's why I wanted to get into it. Um, yeah. Dude, so hot yoga. I mean, I'm telling you, go sign up for a class, facts. do it tomorrow. I mean, like, I don't know if you have a yoga mat, you're bring a towel, you will be pouring sweat i have you ever done like the triangle pose where like you stand on your hands and your forehead you're like kind of upside down no okay so like that's one of the moves and in, in regular ass yoga high yoga and regular same thing it's just one you're sweating a lot um so you go into like a, a headstand basically um with your your hands and what you do is you put your knees on your elbows uh and you're supposed to try and kick your feet up off the ground and then put the weight on your forehead uh or on the top of your head on the ground and I was so sweaty that my knees slipped off my elbows and I just face planted. Amazing. And like, it's, it's dead silent. You hear like the yoga, like music in the background, you, you hear the, the instructor, like softly speaking to the ground. And then you hear this 200 pound fucking dude, just like on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I had to stop myself from going, Oh fuck. What the hell? Like, the instructor's laughing. Everyone's funny. looking at me. It was phenomenal. But but the meditation session after uh, is worth it. Uh, oh my god! And okay. then yeah, after you just expel yourself and, and go incredibly uh, hard on yoga and and like you just pushed yourself to to do things you haven't done. But you're also it's physical exertion, whether you, you like it or not. You don't admit it. Uh, but the meditation immediately after is incredible. Facts. Okay, I'll uh. I'm definitely not afraid to try it because, like I said, I've already I was already on board with the yoga, so I'll just do some hot yoga. Dude, let's go to Tibet. Facts. I'm telling you, we'll talk <laughs> offline. But yeah, um, dude, I appreciate the discussion, man. This has been a good conversation. Um, I think there's there's a lot of uh, 
a lot of nuggets that people can get out of this. And I think it's also what I love doing, especially is like listening to other people's perspective on things just for the fact of like, understand. well, that and like, oh, I'm not alone in thinking this. Like, I'm sure that there's some reservist kid out there listening to this right now who's like, oh, man, you know, I've my seniors don't understand. They, they listen to listen to dudes who are, you know, in the reserves for a while that are like, oh, no, this is the way that it is. And they're like, oh, OK, cool. So I'm not just like going insane. Um, yeah, I think it's and I then think you it's good. I think it's so funny. You also hear like the the social media vets of like David Goggins, uh, Jocko Willink, all of them. Like they're hard motherfuckers. We get it. They've seen some shit. And and I think some of their mottos are usually just like be a fucking man, get over it. Yeah. I think all I think either they already go to therapy and they don't talk about it because their brand is one thing. Uh, that or they fucking need to because goddamn it would help everyone in the world but i like not not everyone's gonna go do it well they're just so fucking disciplined that they don't need it they yes. they exert discipline over their emotions <laughs> to such a high degree that they're like not today depression agenda yeah exactly yeah just, there's yeah the, yeah repression repress the the, yeah. the negative thoughts jocko no, willing doesn't have depression depression has jocko willing exactly and then depression goes on a run at four in the morning yeah wakes up at four takes a hot shit and then goes for a run and then a cold shower absolutely all right dave well (laughs) i appreciate you coming on brother um i know that you you asked to uh to remain semi-anonymous so normally i would ask if you wanted to be plugged but um you don't so well, that was a, a just a sharp edit, just a sharp cut. Um, it's me again. Um, I had some trouble with the end of that clip, editing it, trying to make it seem smooth. So I just, you know, full send, send it as we do. Um, I recorded that interview with Dave a while back. I was actually still in um, my apartment, um, which was several months ago. So... It's been eh, several weeks. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Been sitting on it for a while. That being said, um, the feedback from the merch store launch, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Thank you, guys. If you went out and supported the show and bought some stuff, bought some merch, go rep it out in town. Go tell everyone to listen to the show. Um, Really, really just super grateful for y'all for doing that. And if you haven't bought merch, I do have a merch shop up. It's uh, You can find it through my Instagram, which is at the Diver Initiative on Instagram. And I'm going to be posting um, like videos, behind the scenes kind of stuff on there. I'm going to go live every once in a while and record a podcast. So um, that kind of stuff interests you, which it should because you listen to the show. Okay, go follow it follow it and uh there's a link in the bio if you want to get merch and uh there's also a link in the bio if you want to come on the show so the show is there's no barriers for entry you don't have to be a jocko willing type or a war hero you could have just been an admin clerk who sat behind a desk and has a hundred percent disability rating for carpal tunnel that's fine we can talk about anything because you have a story to tell you and me and every other service member we're just dudes being guys or gals being chicks right we're not sexist here 
You understand? I'm so tired of it. <laughs> um, but if you do want to come on the show, it, the, come on, man. Just get on here. We'll talk. I got another interview scheduled for uh, a couple weeks. So um, there's a link in the bio where you can click it, set up a schedule or set up a time. And uh, we'll sit down and we'll chat and we'll talk about mental health, your experience in the military, um, so on and so forth. So that kind of stuff interests you, head over to the Diver Initiative on Instagram, click the link in the bio, and uh, you're going to get access to the merch shop, you'll get access to the Calendly link, and I believe you get direct access to the podcast as well. So um, so check it out, and uh, f- f- five stars all around, five stars, rate it leave a comment, leave a review of the podcast. That really helps with the analytics if you do that. So if you haven't, if you do listen to the podcast and you're one of my friends and I'm thinking of someone specifically, so let's see if our telepathic powers work. Okay, so if that worked, um, go leave a review, man, please. Uh, No, for real, it does help with the analytics. So if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. yeah, so that's all for this week. Um, next week, we'll be back. Back on regular schedule, back on Tuesdays. So um, if you're used to the old schedule, we're back on it. So check it out on uh, next Tuesday. I might have an interview up by then. But if not, we're going to be talking about um, a lot of cool stuff, actually. Um, authentic living, living your best life now, Joel Osteen, right? fraud theologians as well no just authentic living will be my next solo topic so it's going to be a good one i got a lot of notes written out um a lot of things that i want to say that i feel like i have to say okay so tune in next week for another episode of the diver initiative later